Welcome to What's Up, Doc? Humanities. I'm Henry. And I'm Leandra. And we're back for episode 23. It's crazy. For um, this one, we're going to do over our favorite documentary of True False, which was Mole Agent. Yes. So this was one, Henry and I do this kind of silly little game when we're mapping out what films to go to at True False. We both kind of read through all the synopses of the film and then make our own kind of like wish list. And then we like see which movies are on each other's wish list. And this was one that both of us had wanted to individually see. So this was definitely like the one we had to make work in our schedule. And I'm so glad that we did because honestly, we watched a lot of really emotionally charged, um, almost kind of emotionally exhaustive films this year. And this one, although I was bawling at the end of it, I would say it's more heartwarming than heart-wrenching. And so I would say this was our favorite by far, but also just because it was kind of a a feel-good documentary. Unlike Feels Good Man, which was our last episode, which was terribly frightening and haunting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one, it was a surprise because I I just picked it based off of like a two-sentence description. I didn't know anything about it. Didn't even know the tone of it. And it turned out to be not just the best documentary but also like yeah actually like the one that really does make you feel good it is so good it's so deep i think Um, it's funny too because last year i think i put it on the list because it kind of reminded me of our favorite film from last year's true false film festival which was the cold case hammers gold yes cold case i felt like was more serious than this one but definitely kind of playing with those spy thriller tropes in a way that's really kind of creative and um interesting and kind of fun so that's kind of why i picked it i had no way to prepare for the um adorable quality of the characters it to me it's more of a character study than it is a plot driven story Mm. or an investigative study so um i felt like that was a real kind of treat once we got to the the documentary itself i will say before we get into it it's almost it's all subtitles so if you're one of those people who don't like reading subtitles. We put subtitles in everything, so this is oh, very yeah. normal for us. But if you're somebody to whom doesn't like foreign films or, you know, doesn't like subtitles for whatever reason, this might be a little bit of a chore, but I don't even notice them anymore. So it was actually really immersive. You almost kind of forget that you're it's all in Spanish. So I actually forgot it was yeah. subtitle. Yeah, you kind of just get so lost in the story. I think because it's quick moving and it's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it's actually really short. It's only an hour and 24 minutes. So Yeah. Usually we try to avoid subtitle movies at that festival because we watch so many documentaries. One, like, like back, to back, back to back to back to back. back, to back <laughs> and you think like, gosh, you know, spending six hours watching film in a day, mm-hmm. that can be really tiring. And mm-hmm. so anytime we've ever gotten tired or almost fallen asleep, it's always a documentary that's subtitled. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this one though, it's just I guess the pace and the and this one was our Friday night film it. and it was at um, the Blue Note, which is such an awesome venue and the people to me for me at the Blue Note are always just really a good crowd and so it really was a perfect film from start to finish. But let's go ahead and give you a quick rundown of the film. So yep. what another thing I like about this film before we even get into the plot of it is that it was directed and produced both by women. So um, the director's name is um, Maite Alberti, and the producer's name, to whom we actually got to see speak at the end of the film, her name is Marcella Santi Bañez. I hope I said that right. Um, So I I love seeing films that are 
led by, directed by, produced by, supported by women. And True False actually really does a really good job of recognizing not only female directors, producers, but also women of color. So I was really um, just appreciative of that fact. Um, It is at present time 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is like straight up bananas. I don't know how this isn't 100%, but what else? So the film is uh starts off kind of like almost like a like a film noir kind of thing like spy thriller well that's kind of the pitch is like i i picked that movie because they're like oh a a old man goes undercover in a nursing home Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that i bet they found a lot of stuff yes because what starts off in the opening montage is great like i can't wait to to be able to find and i should have looked up where this is streaming because i just want to watch that opening sequence it is so funny but they interview all these men and the specifications for their mole agent is that you had to be between the ages of 70 and 90 and willing to live in a nursing home the san francisco nursing home in chile for three months and the whole reason that they're putting this mole agent into this nursing home is that there is a suspicion that there's elderly abuse on behalf of the staff. There was a, Their client is the daughter of somebody who is at the nursing home. And so they want to put in a mole agent to get like undercover intel to catch these people in the act. So the opening sequence, you see all of these like old men and they're like asking that they're like how familiar you are familiar are you with technology and like what's your daily sort of habits and why do you want this job and like one of their skills tests was can they like take a picture on a uh, on an iphone that was it yeah i just had to take a, I know, and most so of them failed fun. yeah they were like oh it was so funny it's they, like watching your grandparents try to use a smartphone um and you know of course it's frustrating but it's also sort of like adorable like you know almost like i don't know like it it, it has this kind of charm to it uh that made and then they paste it where you see all of the sequence happen really really quickly so you see all these old men sort of like failing at using iphones here's the crazy thing about that movie is when it started i was like oh this this has got to be like staged yes at the beginning because it was so funny watching these old men struggle (laughs) and through the whole thing there is a temptation to be like oh this can't be real they had to have staged because the situations the old people the things they do eventually you do find like you do see like the realism of it but we've seen a lot of funny documentaries where the humor of the documentary is inserted by the director yeah like we saw it with amazing jonathan Mm -hmm. last year where it was like all the funny bits were kind of the director's input yeah this one is completely just like she shot it and these people are just really really funny in fact, but, remember Marcella said at the yeah. end because they always do like a Q and A at the end. She was talking about how the question that they get asked the most is, "This was staged, right?" And she said, "100 percent, none of it was staged." If, to the point where yeah. they had to go back and re-edit it to kind of cut scenes to, because there were funnier scenes yeah. that were just too perfect, and people were like, "It no, has to be fake." We don't believe it, yeah. even though they were actually like, "This was just stuff we shot. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that." This funny things this old mm-hmm. man did, mm-hmm. and they are funny. But I wanted to bring that up because before we describe it too much, you have to, like, it sounds already like this was staged, but this is actually something they do quite a bit. Yes, and in fact, we learned from the Q&A that the reason the documentarian crew picked this nursing home is because they've actually used, they, have, they had done some kind of mole agent undercover thing before. And so the detective, his name is Romulo, they had 
they had already kind of known that he had done this procedure before. So there was already this certainty that yeah. it would work. Actually, yeah, the, the the agency, the detective agency, mm-hmm. he had a guy that they usually used mm-hmm. for these undercover situations, but he had broken his leg. Mm-hmm. And so the documentary starts out with him, him trying to hire a new... A replacement. Basically a mm-hmm. replacement mole agent, and it was... So the mole agent so they end up picking, and you will love him. His name's Sergio. Oh yeah, he's so funny. He's so he's well dressed and well mannered. He's very um, kind of soft spoken, very sort of affable and and genteel. But there is this moment really early on where you're already recognizing some poignancy and some sadness in the film because the reason why Sergio has followed through with this interview is because his wife has died within the past couple of months and he gets bored with just going to the mall every day. And so you already begin to recognize this. They're kind of um, incorporating these conversations about utility and agency and seeing this man who doesn't want to be a burden or a strain on his family, who is still very fit and healthy, but is bored. So he just wants something to do. Yeah, he he can actually take care of himself. Yeah, and That's... he's really well dressed. Like, I know that seems like a, such a silly detail, but he wears like a suit every day at the nursing he, home. He's really old, but he actually does not have to be in a nursing no. home at all. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. So the once catch. he gets to the nursing home, and there's also some really sweet moments where you see him interacting with his daughter because his daughter is unsure about as to whether or not she wants him to do that. And she's really close to her dad, and he has grandkids. And so there are these like... You know, Henry said a moment ago about the fact that it's easy to question the legitimacy of these things, but this film really becomes um, a perfect piece that encapsulates earnestness. It is so earnest in every scene. And so I really appreciated the kind of characters in the film's willingness to really be vulnerable um, and the documentarians being able to capture that. Yeah, and it was actually kind of a lot of technical stuff they had Mm -hmm. to do to capture it because what you're watching is him in... The nursing home. As a spy. And you mm-hmm. might be like, well, how can he be a spy if there's a documentary crew following him around? Well, they had gotten permission from the nursing home to do a documentary on the nursing home. Right. The nursing home did not know that... that they were tailing Sergio, who was that, tailing this... Yeah, that Sergio was there mm-hmm. as a spy mm-hmm. to investigate um, abuses of uh, the staff, mm-hmm. which, I mean... As the documentarian, I think they were they felt pretty comfortable. They knew was what was going to happen. Yeah. So so to be clear, there's almost like two movies being made. Yeah. It's it's quite <laughs> it's weird because I thought that too. I'm like, how how is this undercover? They mm, being filmed by camera right. crew. But there's also it's spliced together with footage that Sergio has collected in his spyware, in the camera that's in his glasses, and the camera that's in a pin. And there's these really funny scenes oh, where he's like, like totally. walking from room to room to room to investigate and find this woman who is suspected of being abused. And Romulo is like watching the footage. And then also Sergio has to like um, document hey. his daily report. Yeah, he takes notes and then and he has to send him a voice message. And so there's like these funny moments where Romulo's like, Sergio, you can't be so obvious because Sergio is literally like walking inches behind people and like questioning <laughs> the nurses about medicine He's and got all of these like, things. Uh, those Google like <laughs> spy glasses and yeah. he doesn't know how to work them. And like a lot of this stuff he takes is like garbage footage because he doesn't. <laughs> 
quite And, like, there understand. are these really funny sequences where, like, you you see Sergio speaking into his... Because he has to speak into an app on his phone. And then they splice it together with, like, Romulo shaking his head. Because Sergio's talking about, like, the food that day. And then, like, they had a party. Oh, yeah. And, he's, like, like, going way too into <laughs> It's, detail. like, these really mundane details that have nothing to do with the investigation. And so it's kind of like, you know, when you ask, like, your grandparents, like, how are you doing? And then they tell you these long stories about their bunions and about oh, their yeah. neighbors or whatever. It was, like, that. But in a, a way that was really quite adorable. Oh, it. another funny thing is when he gets there, he is, like... I don't know, like one of the only guys in the nursing home. And he's home. attractive for an elderly man. He's fit. He's healthy. And he is like 80. Yes, Let's, he is. He's but, old. Yes. But uh, he was like the ladies. Like all these old ladies were like trying to date him. It one was even so wants funny. to marry him. Oh, yeah. That was sad. That it was is. so funny. And then there's this like funny sequence where they have like this almost like prom kind of thing at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And Sergio gets recognized as king of the nursing home oh it was and, so funny and honestly out of all of the men because there aren't many in the nursing home he's definitely the one that is the most spry so i imagine he would be quite a um yeah a potential he had to, like all the <laughs> the ladies took turns dancing with him it was really funny <laughs> yes so this is where the movie begins to transform because remember at this point in time you're you, under the you're suspicion under the you're on on the hook that mm-hmm. they are investigating this nursing home for abuse yes and that's obviously devastating and so you're kind of like waiting for things to get like really serious and they don't reveal at till the end that mm -hmm. this is actually very very common that people pay private investigators Mm -hmm. to investigate whether their parents are being abused at Mm-hmm. an old folks home mm-hmm. here's the sad part <laughs> yes so this is where so the film here, here's yeah the, it changes instead of being a conversation about one singular case of elderly abuse or if it's happening and to what degree it really becomes just this huge magnified piece about the solitary lives of elderly people yeah. and how they're ignored and forgotten and how they're there's like one Oh, it's so devastating. There's one patient at the residence in which she will go into these, like, she'll have these emotional kind of moments. And the only way the nursing staff knows how to handle her is they let her call her mom. Well, her mom has been dead for years. And so she's talking to a nursing staff, but she thinks she's talking to her she mom. She thinks she's a child. She thinks she's she'll a be child. Like, mom, come pick me up. Why yes. did you leave me here? <laughs> oh, just thinking about it makes me want to cry. <laughs> it is horrible. And so you see, really, what this is, it's not about one particular person or one individual case it's about all elderly people and how they are kind of inadvertently abused by by way of neglect from the larger society and here's sergio who is in the same honestly he's older than many of the residences one in fact had said she had been there for like 30 years since she was like in her 50s because her kids just didn't want to take care of her oh Um, yeah and there was another one who is clearly suffering from dementia and she struggles to remember her family but her kids don't come and visit her and so she's forgetting things by the day so yeah the original crime was that this lady was being stolen from and then you find out very quickly that there was a patient with dementia that just walks around around, grabs stuff stuff. yeah and that's where it was yeah so it wasn't that a, a patient was necessarily being abused it was more about why is this one other patient um, going around and stealing people's stuff. I mean, clearly this is a cry for attention. Um, and so, and that really is what it becomes. And so Ooh, yeah. I think that's what's so powerful about this film. And this is why I was sobbing at the end is I think all of us, you know, fear about no longer being useful or sort of being a drain on people. And here are people who are really good hearted and, 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 you see in just the three months Sergio is there really blossom from the companionship that Sergio offers them. 
Um, and yet there are people like this all over the world who live lives of isolation, who suffer the consequences of loneliness. And so really the documentary becomes kind of an advocate for those people who can't, you know, really advocate for themselves. And so, I don't know, I just feel like this one wasn't necessarily a new story. I mean, we've been studying and examining the consequences of loneliness for centuries. Um, and it's certainly not new to the conversation about how do we go about treating our elderly, but it was done in a way that was so unique and inventive because you had this mashup of all these genres and they're kind of like playing up and making fun of all these sort of spy thriller tropes, but in a way that's so earnest yeah. and honest and authentic. It really doesn't make fun of old people. In fact, no, it, it, make, doesn't. it makes you empathize with them so much yes. because even Sergio at the end draws the conclusion that why am I investigating this lady? You're If the kids are so concerned about her, why, they should just be coming here more often because yes. she, she hasn't been visited in forever. Oh, so sad. And so, yeah, yeah it's... It's one of those that's like very happy, very warm, but has very deep, resounding, makes you think kind of mm -hmm. message. And it's also, it's just a very deep film. I think For it, something that seems like, oh, that's a shallow farce kind of setup, it becomes like very powerful film. And I, you know, in the context of kind of recent events, I think I've really appreciated people being mindful of recognizing the importance of still extending um, interactions with patients in elderly homes, but of course they're, they've been quarantined because of COVID. And so, you know, I'm hoping that it kind of trickles down into this, um, sort of everyday thing, you know, having an awareness of needing to reach out to our elderly neighbors and elderly relatives and those kinds of things. I will say at the end of this movie, I mean, I'm like straight up bawling hysterically. I mean, I'm trying to be really like subdued about it, but Henry was there. I was crying. And then at the end, uh, Marcella came out and she answered questions, but then they ended up showing this maybe two minute clip of Sergio saying hello. He couldn't travel because he doesn't like to fly, but he wanted to like give everybody this really gracious oh, and warm yeah. message. And then I, of course, am bawling even more. But I, I think because in the film you do witness, you, you bear witness to, to the death of the residents, there was this like. I don't know, kind of fear at the end. I think people wanted to make sure that Sergio was still alive and <laughs> yes. well. And so it was so nice to see that not only is he alive, he's thriving and he still keeps in contact with people back at the nursing home. And I think he's gone back and visited them. And yeah. so you it can tell this was a life altering experience for all people involved. Oh yeah. And it was kind of like interesting to hear from the director because she talked about how um, Sergio at first almost backed out of it because he, he hated it. Mm -hmm. He went in there. It was so like sad. super lonely. And yeah. here's the thing with him is he had like really like kids that visited him. He had grandkids that like even while he was at the nursing home. They were home. wanting him to move in with them. Like yeah. they didn't like the idea of it. And so he had like a really supportive family. And so in a way, like the director basically implied that he she had to like beg him to stick through it because mm -hmm. They would have been ruined had he backed out, and yeah. uh, he did it. He might like, yeah. which once you watch the film, you can see how hard that must have been to actually yeah. do. Oh I, I couldn't help but think too while we were watching it of that really powerful line in of mice and men when um, uh, Crook says, "You know, when a guy gets lonely, he gets sick." And I feel like I have had those conversations with my students and multiple people. I really do think loneliness is the worst feeling because I think we're social creatures and we like to feel like yeah. we can be not only like self-reliant but we like to be able to feel cared for by others and care for others and so I feel like again while the story isn't new 
I feel like the way they handled it was just so creative. And I applaud the efforts of the documentary film crew because that could not have been easy. Again, they were like filming a documentary about a nursing home, but also tailing this elderly man who did not know how to use an iPhone. And so I'm sure it was quite a challenge, but it is absolutely a must see. This is a good one. I think especially right now when just the world is like awful and I can't stand and stomach watching the news. I feel like even though this one is heavy and it will make you cry, I feel like it, it leaves the reader or the reader, the viewer at the end with a sense of kind of um, the possibility to be better and, and to live better. I completely agree. Must watch. Must I don't watch. know where to watch this film. I know. Yet. I forgot to check before we got on here. Ooh. But can I put it in like the comments of something somehow? Yes, we will try. We'll put that in like the... <laughs> it wasn't Sundance. And then obviously is it true false, but everything's been... Cl- I don't know if this one's been picked up yet. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll I'll, uh, I'll put it in the uh, video or the description of the... Um, the podcast mm-hmm. if you're interested in trying to find this one because it is a good one mm-hmm. i would say best documentary of the year so far yeah i think so too absolutely mm-hmm. so that's a tough I, now you've got my brain a thinking but i will definitely say it um it meets all genres you've got spy thriller comedy romance um kind of this more drama serious family centered film so i oh, mean yeah. it really kind of checks all the boxes it does mm-hmm. it does well, um, just so you guys know, um, summer's starting, mm-hmm. and we'll have some more episodes coming up. We still have a couple episodes backlog that we watched at True False that we've kind of slowly trickled out. Mm-hmm. And then we've also been watching some new stuff, so... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll be back very quickly mm-hmm. for... Uh, mm-hmm. The barrage yeah, of summer Yeah, Netflix episodes. is just like pumping out content right now, so... Yep. Yeah. yeah, honestly, we've been kind of busy with some life stuff, but we've been trying to spend as much time outdoors. You know, small things, yeah. career changes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. But it's hard because we're both, we love being outdoors, and so we try to spend as much time as we can when it's nice out that sometimes watching documentary films is more of a nighttime or rainy day It is day more of a fall-winter sport yeah. than a uh, <laughs> day. Anyways, but... um. We will. Uh, we got uh, plenty of stuff to come. Plenty of content. Yay. We'll start uh, knocking that out. If you are a listener who is not one of our Patreon supporters, uh, please help us out. The more we can get, the more regular this can be, and the more uh, um, the more content we can give you guys. Um, already, we have some very supportive Patreon followers: Thad, Holly, Aaron, Brittany, and um, Gene. And Gene. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, please be one of those five people. Yes, money to be us. our friends. Yep. Um, and that's going to be in the video's description as well. So thank you very much. We will be back with another episode soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>